Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Today, my friends, I want to go to a wonderful portion of Scripture in Genesis chapter 49. And it is the blessing that Jacob is giving to his children. But we want to specifically focus on the blessing that he gave to his son, Joseph. You know, Jacob, he had 12 sons, and they also represent the 12 tribes. I know there's a little mix there with the children of Joseph, but we'll leave that up to the Bible scholars, and you can study that yourself. That is of no relevance to this message today. But we will go to Joseph and the blessing that Jacob gives to Joseph. There is so much there in that blessing. Oh, it's a word that is near to my heart. I love this word, and it has encouraged me so many times in my life. You know, Jacob could not be proud of all his sons, and some of them had really done awful and terrible things, and we'll see how the Lord deals with all that in some other study. But when he comes to Joseph, I believe that Jacob, oh, his eyes must have lit up, and he must have gotten so excited the one whom he thought was dead for so many years, but he found out all the sufferings and all the pains, uh, the whole journey that Joseph had to take in his life, but ultimately how God had brought him to that position of being the prime minister of all of Egypt and how he became the one through whom God could bring salvation to the whole family of Jacob. It's such a wonderful and powerful story. Oh, he is such a perfect example of Jesus Christ. Joseph, I don't find those areas as we find in so many lives where they had sinned. I don't find that in the life of Joseph, but we do find a lot of suffering. We find a lot of disappointment. We find a lot of pain. But every time we see how Joseph conquered, how he had success, how he overcame, and that's for you and me, my friend. The Lord wants us to overcome Every attack of the enemy, every disappointment that's on our way, every difficulty or obstacle, oh, God is with us and he is well able to bring us the victory and to bring us out without bitterness, without hatred, without all these things that actually bring us so down into darkness. We don't want to be in that self-pity in that darkness of of, of bitterness and hatred, those things just destroy. No, we are meant to be eagles soaring high above all these earthly things that bother so many people and that destroy not only their life, but generations are being destroyed because of what happened in the life of grandfather, what happened in the life of grandmama. Oh, even the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren are still under a yoke or under a curse, you could say, because of something that happened there. Oh, we don't want to be there. Oh, when I became a child of God, hallelujah, the blood of Jesus put a big stripe through all that past of all past generations. Hallelujah. I'm a new creation. I am the seed of Abraham. Now I am in the seed of Christ, and I am one with him. Hallelujah. And the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you to bless you, to prosper you, to give you a hopeful future. And that's what I believe for my life and for my children and my grandchildren. Hallelujah. Let's go to that blessing now in Genesis 49. 
It says in verse 22, and we will read it all the way up to 26, it says, Joseph is a fruitful bow, even a fruitful bow by a well whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him, but his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd the stone of Israel, even by the God of thy father who shall help thee, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breast and blessings of the womb. The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my prognitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. Well, that's something to take in, my friends. I think you have to spend some more time reading these verses, maybe when you're back at home or when you have some time for it, because there's so much in this. But let us go to these verses right now and take out some important things. I see there was a particular enemy that harmed Joseph. It's the archers, the archers. There are many ways to fight a battle. Oh, someone can run at you with a big sword in their hands. Well, then you see them coming, you see that sword, and maybe it gives you time that you can lift up your shield or you can raise your own sword, but he's standing in front of you with that sword. But the archers are a different kind of an enemy. Today, we could also say a sniper. The archers were like snipers. They hide somewhere. They dress in camouflage. Or if they're in the snow, they're all dressed in white. If they're in the jungle, you don't see them because they look like a walking bush standing there against a tree. Or in the desert, they have the colors of the sand and they're laying there. And you don't know that they are there. And they have patience. Oh, a sniper has patience, waiting for hours, sometimes days, before that that person will come that they want to destroy or kill. And so it says Joseph was being attacked by archers, was being attacked by a sniper. Oh, that that is a cowardly way of attacking your enemy. I mean, here you are walking down the street. You're not aware of any danger. You don't see it coming. You don't feel its presence. But suddenly you only hear, and when you hear it, it's already too late. Because when you look down, you see that the arrow has already pierced your flesh. And again you hear, and there are two more arrows that pierce your heart. And before you can see who shot them, before you can see what really happened, you already fell to your knees and you're laying on the floor, bleeding to death. Oh, what a terrible way to die. It is the attack of the archer. The Bible says, we are not unaware of the tactics of the enemy. There are different tactics of the enemy, ways that he attacks us, trying to destroy us. And so he can come with a sword. He can come with this or with that. But against Joseph, the Bible says, it were the archers. They sorely grieved him. They shot at him. They hated 
him, the Bible says, or we can see it in his life. Oh, think of one of the arches that were against him, the arches of envy. Oh, his brothers, they were so jealous. All those brothers of Joseph, they were so jealous because Papa had favored Joseph. Oh, in many ways, Papa favored Joseph. Well, I know many people say, oh, that was so wrong of Jacob to do it. And especially, oh, how can a Papa buy that coat of many colors and only buy it for one of his 12 sons? I know, well, I know it's never right when in a family there is this kind of a, what feels like injustice. But there is something deeper here, my friend. It was not just injustice. No, I don't believe it in that way. There was a favor upon the life of Joseph, not only by his earthly father, but also the heavenly father favored Joseph. It was not Papa Jacob that gave Joseph his dreams. No, it was the Lord God Almighty, the heavenly father, that gave Joseph dreams that he did not give to the brothers. And so Joseph was favored, yes, by his papa, but the Bible says he was a better son. His brothers, they were cheaters. His brothers, they were lazy. His brothers, they didn't, they didn't do it right. They didn't live the right life. But Joseph, he was one seeking for the right life. He was seeking for knowledge and the things of the Lord God Almighty. He was wanting to hear those stories of Papa about the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, as Jacob was the one here. And so Joseph, he had a heart longing for the Lord. And there was something in the heart of Joseph that was not in the hearts of his brothers, or like there was something in the heart of David that was not in the hearts of his brothers. And it goes the other way around too. There was something in the hearts of the brothers that was not in the heart of David, like there was something in the hearts of the brothers of Joseph that was not in the heart of Joseph. Joseph had a different heart. David had a different heart. You and me must have a different heart. And God sees that person with a different heart. And he favors that person as he has chosen that person for a special assignment. Or let me tell you one thing. Maybe you are jealous of that brother or that sister in the Lord, maybe in the church or maybe in your family that is being favored by the Lord. But you should see it differently. It was that jealousy of the brothers that brought those brothers to do evil things against Joseph. They could have also had a different approach. They could have said, Lord, why did you favor him? Lord, what have you given to him? That is also a way of a channel to bring those blessings to us. God chooses certain people to bring a blessing to us, to bring a blessing to others. Recognize that God has chosen a channel to bless others. And so if he chooses someone as a channel to bless you, don't become jealous. Don't become angry. Don't put your fist up to the Lord and turn to evil acts. Oh, no, my dear friend, jealousy is a green monster, and it will destroy you, and it will take away everything that you have, and it will never give satisfaction to you. Oh, my dear friend, oh, recognize the one that God has chosen and say, Lord, thank you for choosing someone in my vicinity that you will use as a channel to bless me. Oh, don't let jealousy take your mind and your heart, and that you will do evil things against that one that is chosen and anointed by the Lord. Because let me tell you one thing, you will always lose. 
when you stand up against the anointed of the Lord. So the Lord favored Joseph and gave him dreams and repeated dreams to him and made him to utter these dreams because Joseph had to be sent before his brothers away. So something had to be set in motion. And these dreams, they were a favor upon the life of Joseph, but they also brought him lots of misery and pain. But ultimately, the fulfillment of that dream brought him blessing and the goodness of the Lord. It's sometimes strange and weird when we think of these things, how it can turn. But there were those archers of envy and of jealousy. Then he comes in the house of Potiphar. I can't tell you in detail the whole story, but he comes into the house of Potiphar in Egypt, sold as a slave there. And there are the archers of temptation. There is that wife of Potiphar. And every time when she looks at Joseph, oh, she's looking with the eyes of temptation, with the eyes of lust. Oh, many times she does things trying to bring Joseph into her arms, trying to bring Joseph into her bed, wanting to do things with him that you should not and cannot do as a pure man of God. Oh, you cannot commit adultery. And that woman, oh, she was not a woman who feared God. She wanted Joseph and she wanted to have her way. She was used to getting her way. And she's constantly bringing temptation in front of Joseph. Yes. Oh, I don't know how she looked like. Maybe she looked beautiful. Maybe she dressed all sexy and all. I don't know. But when her husband wasn't looking, there was that game going around that she was trying to touch Joseph. Or maybe she would drop something and she would cry out and say, Oh, Joseph, come, I need your help. And she wanted to grab him and pull him. And he had to resist that. He did not want to sin against Potiphar. He did not want to sin, most of all, against his God. He wanted to stay pure. But there was that constant temptation. And that woman, oh, she became so angry. And she must have said, Joseph, listen to me, man. If you will come into my bed, oh, I will give you the good life here. You already have a good life, but I will give you even a better life. Oh, nobody will see it. Nobody will know. Oh, Joseph, why are you resisting this? Why are you making such a big deal out of this? And so many thoughts must have gone through his head. Oh, if I don't do it, oh, she can turn against me. She can bring me into great problems here. Or if I just do what she wants, oh, life will become so much more simple and easy for me. Oh, yes, she will be his toy boy, as I think we call it today. But I tell you, he would have lost so much of the blessing of the Lord, the goodness of God. Nothing that that woman could give would compare to what God had prepared for him. And let me tell you the same, nothing that this world, that temptation can give you, will bless you more than what God has prepared for you. So resist those archers of temptation. Well, she did not succeed. And so she turned around and there were the archers of false accusation. Oh, that hurts. Oh, that hurts. That cuts deep. Oh, he had lived a pure life. He was in that house, not because of his wrongdoing, but because of those brothers who had such a jealousy upon him and had sold him as a slave. They had pulled him away from his father, his mother. They had sold him on the slave market. He was there constantly facing that temptation and doing the right thing 
resisting temptation, standing up for what he believed in, standing up for righteousness and holiness. Suddenly now, that woman is accusing him. Oh, Joseph, he tried to rape me. Joseph, he touched me where you could not touch me. Oh, Joseph, he wanted me in his arms, in his bed. Everything that she wanted, she is accusing him of doing. He did not do anything of this. But all the people, they believed her, and her husband believed her. And they said, oh, Joseph, oh, Joseph, how could you? How could you? We thought you were such a righteous man. We thought you lived so holy. We thought you believed in God and in the Bible. Oh, we thought, but you are just, oh, you are worse than the others. You are worse. They live like they want to live, but at least they don't lie about it. But you, with all those secret things in your heart and your mind, oh, you are more evil. They were all accusations that were not true. Not true. Oh, that is a bitter pill, I tell you. That is not nice. And there comes a point. It came in the lives of many servants of the Lord that they were accused. Oh, the devil, he is the king of accusers. And he is the accuser of the brethren. And he accuses you on your level. And he accuses the servants of the Lord upon a level where they cannot defend themselves anymore. Oh, they just have to keep silence and wait for the Lord to justify them. Those archers are terrible. I have seen this happen oh, in the life of my father, my brother, in my life. Oh, that the accuser comes and he is saying all these evil things about you. And especially these days with all the internet and social media and all these things. Oh, it can go like a... In Holland, we say like a, like a burning fire. It goes from one to the other, and there is nothing you can say or do to justify yourself. Everything you say will just be used against you. Oh, and it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, my friend. It says about Joseph, the archers, they came against him, and they grieved him. Yes, Joseph was grieved. They shot at him. Oh, yes, and they struck him, and it hurt him. Oh, it's unbelievable to what a level hatred can go and how people can hate someone that they don't even know. And they can say such awful things and it's not even the truth, but they just hate someone that they want to kill them, destroy them, destroy their name, destroy everything they have. And Joseph had to face all these things. But as we know, and as we have read this blessing, he came out, he overcame And next time I'm going to tell you the secret. I'm going to tell you the secret of his strength, how he came out without bitterness, how he came out without anger, without hatred, how he came out pure and holy and blessed and how he enjoyed the rest of his life. I just want to say a short prayer for you. I don't want you to wait till next time to receive this prayer. And so, Lord, you know the ones that are in a similar situation. Oh, the archers have shot at them. Oh, and they feel that pain. Oh, blood is gushing out. Maybe they became angry. Maybe there's some bitterness already coming in. Something is infecting the wound in their heart. But Lord, in Jesus' name today, I ask you, oh, Heavenly Father, touch them right now. Oh, heal that wound. Bless them. 
Oh, put your love inside of them. Touch them, Lord, from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Touch them in soul, body, and spirit. Bring healing and help them through this time of pain and suffering. Lord, as you will bring them out and have them to overcome all these things of the past, and you will bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 